Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you for joining us on this Friday Eve edition, or that's what I call Thursdays here in my little state of Michigan. My coworkers, they thought it was really dorky and stupid at first, but they've come around. They find it rather endearing. So this is a Friday Eve edition. Sorry I couldn't have made it last night. A lot of stuff going on church-wise and everything, so I appreciate you guys uh, being able to put up with that this delay. And ultimately, it's funny, sometimes I've said to myself before that I've always wondered what it would be like if a pastor, you know, who was who was called and and led to, to lead or, or speak at this big event, like think of passion, you know, that happens in Atlanta, Georgia every, I think every January. And it's a bunch of these big speakers and they, they have all these things. And I'm not saying they're doing anything wrong. I'm, I'm just suggesting that what if, for example, on this one time, a pastor got up and all he did was read the Sermon on the Mount because there's not anything else really to, to say, right? There's That's the, per, the perfect sermon. Maybe we should all read it and hear it spoken out loud again. There's a lot of power uh, in that, in being able to hear the Word of God spoken and read aloud because that's the way our ancestors did it. That's the instruction. Now, a lot of us read the Bible, but not a lot of us listen to the entire Sermon on the Mount, you know, three chapters worth of Matthew, a chapter in Luke that we can see and we can throw in there too. Like, we don't, we don't see that. We don't do that often. Um, and I, I just, for me, it's just, it's one of those things that when I look at the way that we do church in America, we're so preoccupied with models, this church planting model, this discipleship model, this evangelistic model. And people spend thousands, institutions spend thousands on developing curriculum. That's biblically based, but what does that mean? Uh, you find out what uh, people are thinking by, by entering into these surveys. And it's like, the Bible has a lot to say about what people need, but the human heart hasn't changed. Like, feed the sheep. That's simple. Well, I I want to kind of go back and, and not be a hypocrite with this own podcast, is that I want to read something to you. So somebody asked me a few weeks ago, no, this was a few months ago, but I said it a few weeks ago here, that, like, hey, you know, you're, you're kind of like a theologian. I said, no, I'm not. But I'm a pastor. I have a pretty nice bookshelf, a collection of books. Went to theology school. What books do you read? And I said, really, it's just a collection of 66. And that's the gospel. And I've, I've said before, my reading, my, my daily reading gets me through the Bible two and a half times a year, roughly. And that's just daily reading. That's not reading to study. But it, it's just, it's one of those things that it's not that hard. You know, people do a Bible in a year, but it's actually not that difficult. And I want to show you tonight and demonstrate that th- this is actually a really cool thing. And I want to read a letter from Paul to us in its fullness. Read it as the, in, the letter was intended. Out of the NASB, 1995, again, a transliterated version. So English might not be as fluid as an ESV or NIV that you are used to, but this is as close, really, that we kind of get to Greek, to the way that these letters were written. And it's not as clean as what we would say in English today, but I like these ancient words. And it's striking a balance between, yes, the KJV that's, no one understands, 
you got to be able to be a Pentecostal in order to understand that, speaking in tongues and all. That's a joke. That is a joke. We can laugh at ourselves, everyone. But I want you to hear this, and by the end, we will have read a book of the Bible together, a, a letter that's oftentimes overlooked. When was the last time you heard a sermon out of Titus or even heard it referenced in any sort of Bible study? So I want to do that for us tonight. So without further ado, the letter of Paul to Titus. Paul, a bondservant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the faith of those chosen of God and the knowledge of the truth, which is according to godliness, in the hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised long ages ago, but at the proper time manifested even his word in the proclamation with which I was entrusted according to the commandment of God our Savior. To Titus, my true child, in a common faith, grace and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Savior. For this reason I left you in Crete, that you would set in order what remains and appoint elders in every city as I directed you. Namely, if any man is above reproach, the husband of one wife, having children who believe, not accused of dissipation or rebellion. For the overseer must be above reproach as God's steward, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not addicted to wine, not pugnacious, not fond of sordid gain, but hospitable, loving what is good, sensible, just, devout, self-controlled, holding fast the faithful word which is in accordance with the teaching, so that he will be able both to exhort in sound doctrine and to refute those who contradict. For there are many rebellious men, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision, who must be silenced because they are upsetting whole families, teaching things that should not teach for the sake of sordid gain. One of themselves, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. For this reason, reprove them severely so that they may be sound in the faith, not paying attention to Jewish myths and commandments of men who turn away from the truth. To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But both their mind and their conscience are defiled. They profess to know God, but by their deeds they deny him, being detestable and disobedient and worthless for any good deed. But as for you, speak the things which are fitting for sound doctrine. Old men are to be temperate, dignified, sensible, sound in faith, in love, in perseverance. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good, so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands so that the word of God will not be dishonored. Likewise, urge the young men to be sensible, in all things, show yourself to be an example of good deeds, with purity in doctrine, dignified, sounded speech, which is beyond reproach, so that the opponent will be put to shame, having nothing bad to say about us. Urge bond slaves to be subject to their own masters in everything, to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith so that they will adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in every respect. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men up the page here, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires, to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, 
who gave himself up for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. These things speak and exhort and reprove with all authority. Let no one disregard you. Remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed, to malign no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing every consideration for all men. For we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not on the basis of deeds, which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy statement. And concerning these things, I want you to speak confidently so that those who have believed God will be careful to engage in good deeds. These things are good and profitable for men. But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and strife and disputes about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. Reject a factious man after a first and second warning, knowing that such a man is perverted and is sinning, being self-condemned. When I send Artemis or Tychius to you, make every effort to come to me in Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. Diligently help Zanus, the lawyer, and Apollos on their way so that nothing is lacking for them. Our people must also learn to engage in good deeds to meet pressing needs so that they will not be unfruitful. All who are with me greet you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. Wow. There you go. One out of 66 down. Now you've got 364 more days to read the rest of them. Now, granted, this is only three chapters. It's only two pages in the Bible. But isn't it powerful to have somebody read Scripture over you? And it's not me. I'm just an empty body, okay? I'm not taking credit for it. But to read Scripture, just to sit down and read it. It doesn't take that long. This is like a 10-minute podcast every week. I'm trying to just give you little nuggets on your drive time, time, whatever moments in your life that you allot for this program. Gosh, this program. Now I sound like an old radio guy. Well, thank you for turning into the program tonight. We're going to read uh, Titus for you. Donations can be sent to blah, blah, blah. I hope this is powerful. I hope this just spurs you on. I hope this is an encouragement because this is what it takes, us sitting down and reading Scripture. I want to know Scripture more than I know other books about Scripture. Does that make sense? Like books that talk about Scripture. I don't want to know those more than the Bible. I want to know the Bible. Because then I can test those other books. Otherwise, you're just taking somebody's word for it. Test it. Test it. Do not be ignorant. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I'm praying for you. Thank you so much for the devotion to this podcast. Email us at wsnspodcast.gmail.com. Hit us up on X. We're on X. Find us out there on Facebook or and connect with us wherever you find your podcast including our youtube channel soundcloud is where we are hosted appreciate you all so much may god bless you may god keep you